Newtown is a special African-American community. With special people. Most of the early arrivals came to Sarasota looking to better their lives. An indomitable spirit emerged out of their struggle, and a strong faith ushered them through many challenges. The Newtown Alive Project recorded oral history interviews to preserve community history and pride. I'm Vicki Oldham. Give me your name. Alberta Brown. And when were you born? 1930. Where were you born? In Alachua County. Alachua County in Florida. Tell me about your life in Alachua, the earliest memories. After my father died, we didn't have anybody to do the plying. My mom had to get other men to come in and work on the farm for her which was costing her so much, you know, because she had to pay those men to work because my brother was too young to try to do anything like that. He was only about 12. She called her brother here in Sarasota, Florida, and she had a brother in Palmetto. She had two brothers. She was trying to ask them what could they do to help her, you know, in some way of getting her children to work because we, at that time we could not work. We was not working. And so my mother, she would do try to do the plowing, you know, she tried to get people to do it. And it was very hard. We couldn't really do too much. You had a, um, you lived on a farm? Yes. Way out in Alachua County? It was sharecropping. So after she did not have a husband to do the, you know, plowing and everything, we had to move. So my mom wanted to go leave Alachua and come to Palmetto, where we could get work. So we could work on the farms. We could go at least, and my mom would not have to go out. She would keep the children who all had children, do dinners and everything like that. But we could work. We would go on the farms and uh, work all day, days after days. And we learned to love, love it. Once we got into it, Doing, doing, going to work every day. And this was in Palmetto? Palmetto. What kind of fruit or vegetables were you helping to harvest? Uh, tomatoes, green beans, anything. It was a lot of stuff that we could pick, you know, because they needed to be, the, the fields had to be picked. So we would go out and work daily, every day, even down to Saturdays if we could, you know, if they wanted us for Saturdays. So we, it was hard, but um, we had learned how to like it because you, you, you fall in love with things when you got, got to do it. So you, you, know, you know that you got to do it, so you just do it. And, uh, and like I said, if you don't like something, you're not going to do a good job. And we did good jobs. We did it. What did you like about it? The sing, did you sing songs out there or what? We did all kinds of things. Just did it. And we met so many people different peoples. It wasn't just a little bit of people, it was a lot. On a farm sometime we had maybe um, 50 or 60 people to, to, to pick this stuff. I really liked it. I got to like it. 
and we had a good time. We started doing singing, we did different things, and we would um, different. It got so funny until sometimes the men's would help us do it, and if they like you, they did most of your work anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we got to the place we had relationships, you know, find out that you found your boyfriend. You didn't have to walk to work as hard. <laughs> he would do a double duty. <laughs> Yours and his. Oh. So it was fun after a while it got to be that way. So we stayed in Palmetto for a few years and then we came to Sarasota. And so we came to Sarasota so we got to work into homes then. We started working mm-hmm. my older sister Viola, which was your mom. Grandmother. Grandmother. She um she got us jobs. She got your jobs. Yes, yeah, she got us jobs. Like I worked with her. She had a uh, a little girl that she was taking care of and cooking. She was the cook. So it's I got that job. You were also singing what songs. kind of songs? Oh Christian song people um all of us had a voice. We had a beautiful voice. And we loved to sing. And, and sometimes we uh, we did all kinds of little things, you know, singing and speaking uh, on things that we knew about. And it was, it was a good life. It was a good life. Were there more women out there than men or more men than women? Oh, much more women's than it was men. Because men's could get a job, but the women's, you really couldn't get a job. Probably you could if you was working in a home, because we did find it when we got to uh, Sarasota after a while, about two years after I was here. Like I said, my sister stopped working, um, and she put me to work. She put want me to cook, so I started cooking. And so that that's how I got my job. So what was your, your first job? This was the one that we I was already working to because I was doing taking care of a little girl and my sister just stopped her job and I started to uh, she started working. In fact, she trained me. She started training me as soon as I got there, and I would help her with the food, you know, and I would take the little girl out to different places and do things with her. It was a good job. That's how I learned to cook. Is my sister taught me. Where was this house uh, where the little girl lived? On Siesta Key. Do you remember their names? It's been so long. So I was very young then. How old? Had to be like 20s, in my still 20s. So when you were in the homes, I remember, was my grandmother married then to Shelly? At the beginning, yes. Yes. That's why she stopped working. Because after her and Shelly married, he did not want her to work. Because see, would that mean that she would have been out there so many days? Sometimes she couldn't come home. It would be so late when she do come home. So she had, that's why she gave up the job. And I was there, so and I wanted the job. So. so talk about the work that he did, because he was out there on Siesta Key. What kind of work did your brother-in-law do? He cleaned yards, cut trees down. He did all kinds of work, you know, for outside. He uh, had so many families that he was taking care of on Siesta Key. So he did a whole lot of work out there. And he did whatever they needed him to do, plant plant things, and all kinds of, he did all kinds of work. Just, just, he would even plant a garden. Yes, as I understand it, um, in you said the cutting down the trees, like when the 
before the developers came in, mm -hmm. he would help clear the land. There were a lot of right. rattlesnakes out there and a lot yes. of wild, uh, wild foliage. Yes. Talk about that. Oh, <laughs> well, you had to be very careful, and especially at night. And you had to come out the house at night. Every night you had to come out there to get to your room. You didn't go home. That was another reason why he wanted to quit the job. See, she was not coming home at night because it'd be night when you fix dinner. When you fix dinner, it was around like 7 o'clock. So you had to fix the dinner, clean up the, you know, everything after you cooked and cleaned, you cleaned up everything and put it back just like it was. Then you go into your room. You stayed then over I in stayed, this house? Yes. I had a, uh, a room onto the carpool. Okay, so then you would stay out there all week on Siesta Key? On Siesta Key. What days did you have off? It was most of the weekends. We would like to go to church and stuff. But it was a long time. It was like maybe seven or eight years. You were single all that time? Yes. What did you enjoy most about about it, that work? You you didn't have a time. You only thing to ask for is the dinner. You had the dinner. That was on time. Everything else, you could come late. Uh, uh, if I didn't have a whole lot to do, I wouldn't have to come in. And I could just stay in my room until I get, you know, I can come in. I knew what I had to do, and so I would just go in whenever I felt like it. They really didn't need me, because then I wasn't babysitter anymore. See, I didn't babysit after that. Someone else was doing the babysitting. So I only had just the cooking to do. So whatever I needed to come in, I knew what time it took me to do this. So I would just come in and just have it all. And the last job that I had, I stayed to this lady's. Uh, she was very sick. And um, she was the nicest person I have ever met in my whole life. She told me, she says, Alberta, she says, I want you to continue to stay as long as you live. Or I live, she says. And I said, okay. She said, you have a check in the mail every the rest of your life. I've had that check for 16 years now since I, the last, last job I had. Wow. Before we get to that job, mm -hmm. I want to find out what you did um, while you were waiting to do the cooking, what would you do in your, what would you do in your room? Oh, I would sing. I would do things just, just to keep yourself keep, occupied. Uh, just taking care of the little girl before you just became the cook. What was that like? I'd take her to the beach. We'd go places. I could take her in the car because I could drive. And I could take her wherever I need to go. If she wants to go with me, it's fine. So it was just a nice job. Really, it was. And I took care of her, and she loved me. She loved me just so sweet. Oh, God, she was so sweet. That whole family, though, has been, was just a beautiful family. That was some kind of a... Did you become a part of the family? I think so, because I don't think they would have paid me the rest of my life. Oh, okay. This was, <laughs> was this the second lady? This was the second lady. Yeah, this is the second lady. This is the second lady. Not the first one. Uh, the second one. The second lady. Well, you know what? Let's talk about the, the, the second lady. Now, you cooked... How did you find that job? What was her name? Mrs. Cook. Jane Bancroft Cook. That's right. How did you find that job? I worked for a doctor and his wife, and they moved, and they had a son that was retarded, and I took care of him even at my house. I brought him home. If they went out of town, 
mm-hmm. they got a divorce or whatever, and they moved. So after the divorce and everything, and they moved and everything, she came back here. She went to California. And so she came back here over to see me. And I wasn't working. And I said, she said, how are you doing? And I said, fine. And we were talking. And she said, well, do, do, you, do you want a job? And I said, yeah, I kind of, I'm back, kind of ready to go back to work. And she said, her cook had just died. And she looking for a cook. And she said, oh, Alberta, she said, please take the job. She said, she's so nice. You need to, you need to be with her. That's the way she said. And this was her friend. Yeah, that was her friend. I said, okay. So she told me, she said, go and see her. So I got up and got dressed and went out to see her. And uh, she looked at me and she says, oh, you're beautiful. And I said, no, I'm not. You know, and you know, she says, "Oh, you're beautiful." I, I guess she had talked about me, you know, but <laughs> and that's the way she said it. And so, um, me and her just got got along so good. We just so she hired you that day. She hired me that day. Sure did. And did you have to stay at, live at her house? No, I never lived at her house. Now, that was one thing I didn't need. But she always told me she didn't want me to quit. She said, "I don't want you to cook. She's a good cook." She said. She said, you're a good cook, and I, I love it. She said, you do such good work. I never cleaned anything in that house. Only when they went away and when they, they were coming back, then I could get someone to come in and clean the house. So that I would take one of my friends mm-hmm. to come in, and we would go and get in there and clean that house, and get it all straightened up for them coming back. They, they was only here six months out of the year. What kind of food did you cook for uh, the Cook family? Uh, most about everything. They like most of the things that I cook. We'll make a menu. At the beginning of the week? At the beginning of the week, and that's what we have. All week we have... Plan it ahead. Plan ahead, yes. Now, where did you shop? Did you shop for the groceries? Sometime. At... Uh, Morton's? Morton. That's where we got our groceries from. They would deliver them if I wanted or I could just go down there. Sometime I would go down there. Did you have a car, Alberta? Yes, I did. Because uh, Mrs. Barber was talking about how when she came up, few people in Newtown had a car Mm -hmm. so that uh, there were taxi stands Mm -hmm. and cabs that you could get from point A to point B. How did you have a car? What kind of car did you have? It was uh, just a regular car. It wasn't a, you know, not like I, like I have now, but, but it was a car. It was I think it was I think it was a Ford. But my husband had um, gotten a car for me. Did the Cooks live on Siesta Key, or did they live in that little area where Morton's is? Yes, that's where Cherokee Park or uh-huh. Cherokee Park down by the water. Oh, okay, so you so she had a house on the water. Yeah, right on the. Would you fish sometimes? I never was a fisher. Uh-uh, I never went. <laughs> so you just go out there and and uh, and cook and basically um, come on back home. Yes, because I had by that time I had the boys. You had your own kids. Yes, I had my kids and I had had the boy. Well, I had my grandchildren now. Then. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. I so see. I, I needed um what I had four boys. I had all of them until either they died. That was the only reason they would leave. 
And I got two now that's still here. And you're talking about the ones that you adopted? Yes. Or fostered? Fostered. I didn't adopt them. Oh, you, okay. You foster, were fostered. a foster parent. Mm-hmm. So you ha- so tell us about your children. You had of your own. Larry, but he... He's your oldest. Yeah, he's my oldest. Who is the next oldest? Deborah, my daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's a, she finished school. And she went to college. And she never came back. She got married. <laughs> and went to Philadelphia. Went what about Philadelphia. the next, th- the third kid? Uh, he's here. All right. Now, you mentioned also having a bout of polio. Let's was, talk about that. What? How old were you? Oh, I had to be about 12 or 15, somewhere between 12 and 15. My doctor said he knew that I was going to be able to walk because, well, at the time, I was in Jacksonville with it. I was in the hospital there. So tell us how you got to Jacksonville. Well, what happened, we went to a place in Gainesville, and they sent us to Jacksonville. And then I was there for almost a year. And then after that, I began to walk. So I walked. I started walking, and when I went come back, I had I had my crutches, and I would go to school. And everybody was so nice. I don't know. I guess they all thought I wasn't going to walk anymore. <laughs> so... So I, but I went to walk, and a little bit later, my doctor told me, he said, "I know you're going to walk because you're not going to sit still long enough." To, <laughs> to when you got, when you, so what happened that caused them to think that you had polio? Did you stop walking when you were in Sarasota at some point? No, I stopped. How did I, you know that you had a problem? You you get sick. You're sick and you can't walk. That's one of the things that you can't do. Okay, and so your mother took you to Gainesville, right. and then Gainesville doctors said to take you to Jackson. to Jacksonville. Now, this brings up a, a very important point. Medical services in Sarasota at the time when you were young, what was what were the medical services like for black people living in the Newtown area? I don't believe it meant anything. I meant you... You got it. You kept it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean as, a, as an illness? As an illness. It's whatever you had, you just had to have it because you couldn't get treated? Oh, any... You got treated if you went. but To the doctor. Us, Where did you go? Us. Where did That's you go? It. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't have a doctor until I had my children. When I had my start with the children, then I have, was able to get a doctor. But other than that, I never went to a doctor when I was young. Never was there. There, Sarasota Memorial Hospital existed. Yes, but you could. You didn't go. I didn't go. I understand that there were a few black doctors, like Doctor Chenault. Do you remember him? Yeah. He had an office where in Newtown. Mm-hmm. Right up on the corner. And there was a Doctor McAllister. Yeah. A dentist. Dentist, yes. But you never went. I went to Doctor McAllister, but okay. I didn't go to. Chenault. And I understand that um, Sarasota Memorial Hospital had separate waiting rooms for patients. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Why did you need to go to Sarasota Memorial Hospital? I had to have surgery. I was bleeding myself to death almost. You know, I didn't have a doctor. How I did that was I finally found Dr. Specs. Dr. Specs. And I got him and he waited on me. He took care of me. And then when I had to have the surgery, he just said I had to have surgery, and they did it. I need to find out more about Harry O. Specht, yeah. because I guess maybe he was one of the few doctors who treated black patients. Right. This was the doctor that delivered me. 
I remember him. I remember going to being treated by him. So um, what was it like waiting in those uh, separate waiting rooms at the hospital? Did you think anything about it or? No. <laughs> it was just normal then. It was normal. The separateness. Separateness, yes. They believed in it, so. You just dealt with it. We dealt with it, yeah. And then growing up here and living in Newtown as a 20-year-old and a 30-year-old, Talk to me about your life growing up here in, in the Newtown area. Did you shop at in the shops along um, 27th Street? or No, they had shops more downtown. You can, you can go downtown. Okay, so you do remember going into stores in oh, the yes. downtown area. Mm-hmm. They had J.C. Penney's and all that kind of, all of that was right downtown. They didn't bother us with that. There was a period where the people older than you could not go into the shops, like Fanny McDougal talks about not being able to go into Morrison's yeah. and the lunch counters, mm-hmm. and she was a part of the sit-ins. Do you remember that? Yes, I was not. <laughs> why? I don't know. I can't remember why I didn't go. I can't. Were you afraid, maybe? Probably. Because she said that she was fearless. She was younger. Yeah. Yeah, she was. <laughs> 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 but, but um, okay. You you did get service while you were having your children. You were yes. able to get medical yes medical treatment. Yes, I'm Doctor Specs. Yes, I, most black people went to Doctor Specs. <laughs> wow. Tell me about him. Describe him. What kind of guy was he? He's really nice. He was a nice person. He knew he treated everybody the same way. That's the thing I like about him. his wife, mom. She was in the office. She was one of the people that was in the office working. Yes, and. She was not always nice. She'll have you wait longer than you should be waiting. And uh, she put somebody else in there if she felt like it, you know. And you got wait on when you could, you know. Tell me then more about Mrs. Cook and the kind of lady that she was. was she, did she work? No, never worked in her life. Hey, I know who she's talking about. <laughs> you do? Because I did an interview with her. Did you? Her family owns the Wall Street Journal. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Very wealthy. She didn't have to work. <laughs> she didn't have to work. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So so Alberta cooked for her. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did her husband have to work? Who? Her husband died. Okay. I didn't even see him. I've never seen him. She's, she had been married twice. And she, did, did you say she, she got sick? Did you enjoy working in her home? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got sick, and she was sick quite a, a couple of years or so. Were you, did you take care of her as a... Yes. You not, mean nursing or what? No, no. No, she had round-the-clock nurses. So the only thing I was doing, cooking. She still wanted you to cook for her? She wanted me to cook. She said, yes, she told me not to leave. I didn't leave her either. Did she uh, pass away when... Did she pass? Were you there when she passed away? No, because they would go up north, up north uh, every year for six months here in Florida, and then she would go up north. I see. And she said to you, she was always going to take care of you. Yes, yes, she do, and she's doing it. And she's done it through her. What did you did you have contacts with her daughters, her children? Yes, I still have works because that's. Did you help rear them or? Not Take really. care of them? I got that too late to raise them. Okay, they were already grown teenagers? Up. Oh, grown. Yeah. I see. But the baby girl, now I call her Booby. I, I don't want her to, her name is Elizabeth, but we call her Booby. 
Why? And still, I don't know. We, they, that's the name they gave me when she got, you know, I got a chance to meet her and everything. And uh, so I still call her Boopy. I don't think nobody called her Boopy but me. <laughs> but, but when she called here, she'll call and say, tell Alberta to call Boopy. You know, and stuff like that. So she acknowledged the name. She <laughs> right. So she remembers you very, yes. very much and has been a wonderful person. Keeping um, the promise of her mother. Sure. That's what she's doing. Okay. So, Alberta, you've become a, a foster mother. When did you start that and why did you do it? I went to a meeting or something and they were talking about foster children. I said, you know what? I could do that. I said, I had the room, I had a room at the time, and my kids had all just about to go, to go out, you know, do something of their own or get married or something like that. So I said, you know, I think I'm going to do it. And, oh, we had a ball with these children. I'm telling you, we have had a good time with my boys. I mean a good time. Miss Cook, she every time we went away, she'd give each boy so much money. Each boy I had. She gave her money for them to have money to spend when we go away. And one time I was uh, running for queen for my club. What club is that? Household of Roots. <laughs> Odd fellows. <laughs> I raised $5,500. Wow. Each state we had, this is, it's a state thing. And I was determined to bring in more money than anybody else. And I did. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> and she said, she was so sweet. She said, Alberta, she says, uh, you're going to win. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's what she said. Don't worry. You don't worry about it. I said, Lord. So that's when she started really doing for me. She made sure I was the queen. Wow. Bought my dress, everything. Just did, did everything. Mm, what what happened? You'd, uh, you'd go and pick out the dress, or would she come along with you to pick out the dress? No, I would cook. Just do it. She knew, she knew I knew how to pick it out and everything. She'd just tell me, go, go get you, buy you something. And I said, what? She says, you said you got to be the queen, so you're going to have to have, have a dress. I said, thank you. <laughs> so I said, what I did, I had a beautiful dress. Did you all do anything together? Um, Not too much together because she has so many friends. She had good friends, a lot of friends. Let's go back to uh, adopting these children. Uh, why did you want to do that? Oh, why? You just felt like I've got the I room. Just, I've been blessed. What? I just, I wanted to do something for somebody else. And so when I got them into my home, they were mine. They mine. And they still is. I got two here still is. Right. They will not go. Um. I got kind of sick one time, and I said to, to the social worker, I said to her, I said, I'm, I'm sick. I've been not feeling good. I said, but I would like to uh, see about getting my boys. Bobby says, no. He said, no. I said, what are you talking about? I tried to act like I didn't know what he's <laughs> He says, no. I said, okay, Bobby, you're not going to leave me. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> John, he come back. He says, uh, Mom, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> How long have you had these, these boys? Almost 40 years. Wow. Wow. That's why they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're 
They mine. <laughs> they are yours. Yes, and you are. have become, since learning how to cook and, and, and cooking in the homes of uh, Mrs. Cook and the other lady on Siesta Key, you have become, say, known around the community for uh, cooking, say, cooking at Bethel CME Church. Talk about your cooking days there and the dinners and all of that. We would sell dinners. And we just go in and I did most of the cooking. Sometimes we have one or two of the girls do something, you know. What are your specialties? My specialist is, you won't believe this, chitlins. <laughs> I wouldn't eat them for nothing in the world. <laughs> but I cook them. I fix them. <laughs> chitlins of all things. That's, that's for the, um, you know, church and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about the mac and cheese? Oh, yeah, that's one of my specialists. You were featured in the newspaper in the Sarasota Herald Tribune a long time ago. Yeah. I remember for uh, candied yams, too. Candied yams, yes. And the cornbread. Oh, oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on and on. You can. You really can because I did a whole lot of cooking, I'm telling you. And still doing it. That's the thing about it. I'm still doing it. I have all the family over on, on Sundays. And holidays. And holidays, yes. All holidays. You still love the cooking. I love cooking. I really do. Well, Alberta, I have enjoyed our conversation. I want to know if you want to add anything to what we've said today. And I just want to now not do anything. I, I, this is what I do now. I still cook and all that stuff, but I meant I just don't want to work. work. You're right. just enjoying your life. What kind of things do you do for enjoyment? I know you've done a lot of traveling. Oh, yeah. I sure have. I've done a lot and you've been, uh, I know, you've been very involved at Bethel CME Church. Oh, yes. yes. Talk to me about um, your involvement at the church over the years. Oh, my goodness. I was over the director of youth. I sang in the choir. You ran the kitchen, probably. Oh, yes, I did. And then we, oh, right now, what we do now is pray. Three of us come here. We was doing it at the church. And when I got feeling kind of bad not so long ago, I just asked the two girls who had to come to my house. And so Tuesday, every Tuesday, every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, we appear with prayer. Wow. Praying for what? Anybody who wants prayer. Anybody who asks for prayer, yes, just to pray for them. We do it. Okay. Well, pray for me. I'm asking for prayer. Okay. <laughs> no problem. All righty. Funding for this program was provided through a grant from the Division of Historical Resources at the Florida Department of State. Visit NewtownAlive.org for more information on this episode and other projects.